happens when you put joy, superheroes, and a love of all things good and holy together? You get the Guardians of Virtue podcast, designed for saints who want to fight for the most precious of all gifts of our time, virtue. Join your host, Elisa Lindsay Johnson, that's me, as I discover everyday heroes who all have one thing in common, a desire to fight as Guardians of Virtue. For God, freedom, and our families, let's discover together what it really means to be a guardian of virtue. In the Book of Mormon, there's a man named Captain Moroni. He's one of my favorite people in history. Let me tell you his story, or a story. It was the year 2001 in Lancaster, California, I was a freshman in high school and we were studying the Book of Mormon in seminary. That was a formative year for me. I was 14 and I knew Joseph Smith was 14 when he prayed to God and got a witness for himself. I figured if a 14-year-old boy was important to God, then surely I was. I received many witnesses of the Book of Mormon and its truths as well as the truthfulness of the gospel. I remember when we were studying the Book of Alma in what is famously known as the War Chapters. Moroni, this righteous young 25-year-old, is given command of the whole Nephite army. It continues to tell his story in chapters 45 through 43, where he righteously fights the Lamanites in a war that an ex-Nephite started, all for power. As we studied chapter 48, my love of heroes started. Moroni, he who put the Book of Mormon together, not Captain Moroni, compares Amalickiah, the ex-Nephite, and Captain Moroni. Amalickiah sought power, complete power, and control over everyone, which is Satan's plan. In great contrast, Captain Moroni's sole desire was to protect the freedoms of his people. My favorite part starts in verse 7, where it says, Moroni had been preparing the minds of the people unto the Lord their God. And on to verse 8, he had been strengthening the armies of the Nephites, yea, all around about the land. On to verse 11, Moroni was a strong and a mighty man. He was a man of perfect understanding, yea, a man that did not delight in bloodshed, a man whose soul did joy in the liberty and the freedom of his country and his brethren from bondage and slavery. Verse 12, a man whose heart did swell with thanksgiving, a man who did labor exceedingly for the welfare and safety of his people. Verse 13, yea, he was a man firm in the faith of Christ. Now this part, this next part, is the part that stopped me, the part that called my heart, the part that has that had me say, whoa, every single time I heard it because it's so powerful. Verse 17, yea, verily, verily. And when Mormon wrote verily twice, he meant business. Verily, verily, I say unto you, if all men had been and were and ever would be like unto Moroni, behold, the powers of hell would have been shaken forever. Yea, the devil would never have power over the hearts of the children of men. Just like major mind explosion over and over. Every time I hear this, Captain Moroni was good. Really good. I'm talking Captain Moroni or Captain America, but in a whole other level of amazing. And he got his strength from God, not some muscle enhancing drug. He was extra level awesomeness. He was so cool, so good, and so righteous that if everyone were just as righteous, Satan and his minions would shake in the boots they wish they can wear because they don't have bodies. This introduction to the story of Captain Moroni really solidified the path I wanted to take in life. I wanted to cause the powers of hell to shake out of fear because of me. 
like, oh, shoot, Elisa's coming. We're definitely going to fail this time. That's what I want Satan to think. Now, obviously, I am human. And although I've grown a lot, I have lost many a battle with Satan temporarily. That's the great thing about being on Jesus' side. Sure, does Satan have power to bruise me and make me cry? Absolutely. But with the Savior, I can absolutely answer back with a crushing blow. I think that is where his power shake most. It's in the turning to the Savior when we are falling and using his strength to fight back. The war chapters, or Captain Moroni's story, were misunderstood in my childhood. I often heard, I don't understand why we have to read about war. Well, I do. The last few years have brought a clarity to why these chapters, clarity to why his story is so important to Latter-day Saints. I'm going to be bold here and say it's important to anyone who wants to fight for God, religion, families, and for freedom, not just Latter-day Saints, because we are absolutely in a fight against Satan for those things. Captain Moroni was an ultimate guardian of virtue. He was a guardian of freedom. He was a guardian of the virtue faith. He was a guardian of the virtue family. In his story, we find strategies to fortify ourselves and our loved ones. This is something we have to do if we expect to win the spiritual battle we face, a battle where even the most faithful are falling. We cannot afford to back off from fortifying for even a second. To fortify himself, Moroni did the following. Number one, he made sure he was strong and mighty. Yes, we need to work on this. Physical strength, mental strength, spiritual strength, it's so important. And it's totally possible. If you feel like you don't have time, think about what you need to do to realign your priorities so your personal strength is more important. We cannot help others if we have no strength to lift them up. Number two, he had a perfect understanding. I looked this up because I didn't. it didn't sound possible. Like perfect understanding, it just doesn't sound possible. What I found was that it is possible in each moment with the help of the Holy Ghost. He can bring perfect understanding to our minds as we ask in faith. Number three, don't delight in bloodshed. This is fairly obvious, but I think this can be applied to avoiding cancel culture or not forgiving or making others' lives miserable because we don't like them. Also, quite literally, we can apply this to fighting against the killing of the unborn. That is 100% bloodshed we should abhor. Number three, joy and liberty and freedom for all, including all children born and unborn. I know I said this already, but this is like one of the most important things to me is everybody should have a chance to come to this earth and have a body. Also, this includes freedom of speech and religion. If we don't fight for it, who will? Number four, swell in Thanksgiving, live with a heart of gratitude, recognize, recognize your blessings daily. This for me, it's easily done at night after my kids are in bed. I sit down and I write. I try to write 10 things that I'm grateful for. Sometimes I'm too tired to think of 10, but I try my hardest. But there's always stuff to be grateful for, even if it's just waking up for the day and having another chance at life. Number five, labor exceedingly for the welfare and safety of others. Exceedingly implies a lot. In a world where people feel entitled to a level of work that is subpar, be someone that helps. Be a helper serve others, um, and go above and beyond. I feel like, and this is me, this is something I need to work on as well, but I feel like now and I, nowadays people are so focused on their own lives that they don't see what other people need and they're too busy to help them. And, and I'm trying to be better about that. It's hard because there is so much going on, but um, serving something will never, or serving someone 
we'll never not bless them. And so we should always look for those ways to serve. And if people ask for help, help them. Um, fight for safety. One of my favorite organizations to do this is Operation Underground Railroad, which fights against human trafficking. Number six, be firm in the faith. This is not a time for fence sitters. You need to be all in for the gospel of Jesus Christ, all in for God, all in for freedom, and all in for the safety of our families. This work gets done by movers and shakers, not the fence fence sitters. Let's do that again. This work gets done by the movers and shakers, not the fence sitters. Seven, be aware of the enemy's strategies. Moroni used spies and the prophet to figure out where the Lamanites were. Our prophet sees around corners and can help us know what to do. And we should pay attention to what he says. Once you use this formula to make sure you are fortified, teach the same formula to your children and your loved ones. This this is how we cause the powers of hell to shake. This is what I have learned in my extensive study of Captain Moroni's story. He is a great inspiration to this podcast of why it exists. His title of liberty is the inspiration for the, the goal of being a guardian of virtue. To guard these virtues, all virtues, we must be willing to fight for them. I look forward as we continue talking about awesome people like Captain Moroni and how they are examples of being a guardian of virtue. Until next time, bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Guardians of Virtue podcast. Please don't forget to give us a follow. And if you have time, please leave a review. Peace out, dudes.